Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Game and Gig podcast, we are talking about all three episodes of the Vader Immortal VR game. All right, man, so I've been waiting for this conversation. I've actually kind of held off talking to you about this because I know you're a huge Star Wars fan and... uh, I recently played Vader Immortal on VR, and I convinced you to also play it because mm-hmm. I figured that you would have some thoughts on it. And, uh, dude, I'm just excited to talk about this game. Yeah, so um, it you did convince me to play it, and, and not that I didn't want to play it before, but... Um, well, because you had already purchased it. Yeah, I had it. I bought it on sale uh, when I got my Oculus last Christmas. Right. Uh, I got all three episodes, and I had played the lightsaber dojo, which we'll talk about later. But I hadn't played the actual story, um, mainly because VR makes me motion sick really easily. Which sucks. Yeah, so I I don't really just like dive into it all the time like you do. But, um, you know, when you you asked me to play this game, uh, I was excited, but I did go into it with a little bit of an air of uh, trepidatiousness. Right. And the reason I did that is because, uh, as you know, Darth Vader is like my boy, you know. I think he's the greatest movie villain of all time. And he's my favorite Star Wars character of all time. And I love Star Wars. So that's not to be taken lightly. Right. And as far as I know, this is like canon too. So this is like serious. Yeah. Yeah. This is serious. It's canon. (laughs) And, um, you know, anytime you're messing with the Darth Vader canon, uh, you have the propensity to screw some stuff up. So I was worried. Right. Okay. Um, But, you know, just just kind of an overview of the story. You know, Vader Immortal... Uh, you play as a smuggler. I guess we should go ahead and say there will be spoilers oh, yeah. for Vader Immortal in this podcast. Oh, yeah. We're going to spoil the whole thing. This <laughs> okay. is These came out in like 2019, right? So uh, I think they came out in... No, man. I think these I think came the out first in 20... Okay, maybe the most recent one came yeah. out in 2021. So it's been a couple years, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, we're going to spoil the whole thing. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Vader Immortal, you know, you play as a smuggler. You get kind of like uh, tractor beamed in by the Empire. You get taken to Mustafar. And you get wrapped up in this scheme by Vader. Um, you know, Vader's main uh, motivation, he only has two motivations in life. You know, that's kill Obi-Wan Kenobi and resurrect his wife. So you're trying to help him resurrect his wife, basically. Right. Um, and it takes place between episodes three and four. So this is like between the prequels and the original trilogy. Gotcha. Yeah. And it actually, uh, as far as I can tell, I think it takes place not long after he builds his castle on Mustafar. Um, I could see the paint wasn't fully dried yet. No, paint was not fully dried. (laughs) Um, And like you said, it is canon, and there's actually a little bit of a comic tie-in. So I've read some of the comics, and I've also just watched a lot of YouTube videos, breaking them down in extremely nerdy fashion. Okay. And there's a comic that does detail building Vader's castle. And the reason he builds it there is because Mustafar is like, you know, it's like a nexus of dark side energy. It's like supposed to be really powerful on the dark side. And he is working with this like Sith spirit kind of thing uh, of a dead Sith Lord named Darth Momin. And Momin's kind of manipulating him uh, because he knows there's like this portal underneath Mustafar, like underneath the castle, basically. Um and he tries to go into this alternate dimension and bring Padme back. And this happens before Immortal. But I think Immortal kind of calls back to that because he's basically trying to do the same thing. Right, right. You know, he's, he's still just trying to go into some sort of weird world between worlds and bring Padme back. 
And so that kind of brings us into episode <clears throat> one, which mm-hmm. kind of introduces basically what you've just said there. Yeah. Um, so as you go in, you kind of end up, the first episode is really makes everything seem um, like, well, you're there and then you kind of end up teaming up with Vader. Like, yeah. This is like Vader kind of takes you underneath his wing mm-hmm. and is like, hey, you're going to help me accomplish my goal. Now, it's not like you're actually buddies because he's just using you. Yeah. But. Still, though. You're the closest thing to a buddy Vader ever had. <laughs> I mean, um, and you do at the end, like you said, you do basically team up with him and you fight some enemies like, you know, back to back with Darth Vader. And that was like the coolest thing ever. Right. And I think I told you I kept taking hits because um, I was trying to keep Vader in frame because I wanted to see what he was doing. Yeah. Because I knew whatever I was doing wasn't going to be as, as B.A. as what he was doing. <laughs> you know, so I kept getting hit because I'd be like, oh, what's Darth Vader doing? You know, um, right. and I, and I, I just, I just thought that was so cool. And then it ends and I was like, oh my God, I'm motion sick, but I do want to play part two. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else from episode one that you thought was noteworthy? That- uh, you know, going, going beneath the castle and just going into like the caverns on Mustafar is cool. And meeting some of like, I guess you would call them the locals, you know, the Mustafarians. Right. Uh, that that's neat because you know you really don't see that in yeah. I would say that's something or, that you don't really get to see in other stuff. Yeah, but other than that, I really thought part one just kind of set up what was going to come. I mean, I, I the most noteworthy thing for me was just teaming up with Vader and, and at least getting a lightsaber. You know? Right. And I will say that the lightsaber was so cool that I didn't even think about the fact that I wasn't using the Force. And then at the end of part one, he was like. I'm going to teach you the force. And I was like, Oh my God, you're going to teach me the force. I forgot about the force. <laughs> so that was, that was really cool. So that brings us into episode two and episode two pretty much immediately starts with a curveball, um, essentially saying like, Hey, turns out you're not going to work with Vader, but you're going to try to betray Vader and stop yeah. his plan. Like that happens pretty much at the very beginning of episode two. Never a good idea. <laughs> I mean, just, I wish it had been a Goosebumps novel and I could have chosen my own path because I would have went full Sith on it. You know, <laughs> Vader would have Padme back if it was up to me. Um, but yeah, it does that. But he does teach you to use the Force. Um, That's true. And the extent of it is really like Force pull, Force... Or it's not even Force... I mean, it is Force pull, but it's just... It's just like grab, grab and then and like throw. move it forward back and yeah, yeah. that's about it. Oops. Grab and throw. Did you, did you ever throw your lightsaber? I never threw my lightsaber. Is that something you can do? I don't know if you can do it in the main story, but you can do it in the dojo. Oh, I never did it. I never did it. It was so cool, dude. It's so awesome. And you can, I'm jumping ahead here, but you can dual wield in the dojo. And so basically it got to the point where I was just like, I was just throwing in like succession. One would come back and I'd throw the other one. It was crazy. (laughs) It was so cool. No, if you can do that in the main campaign, I never did it. I kind of don't think you can. Wow. So also in episode two, uh, you get a different lightsaber. You do. And it's not even a lightsaber. It's, they call it a, a light sword. I think they call it cause it's supposed to be like an ancient, um, I guess you could call it like a blueprint or a prototype, you know, of a lightsaber. It's, it's basically the same thing. It does have a copper crystal in it. Um, but it's got this like ornate hilt and, uh, and, and it also has some like, um, I don't know, you. Full disclosure, guys. I'm not a Star Wars guy. I don't know any of the terms. So he don't, he don't know nothing. I don't know anything. I'm I am a casual at best. Um, 
so it's also got all this kind of like crazy electricity staticky stuff that most lightsabers don't normally have. So yeah, like, oh. that was cool. When you activate yeah. it, it's like delayed. Yeah. And you can like see like electricity shoot out of it and then it ignites. And I, I thought that was cool. I did Yeah, too. I had a lot of fun. Just I thought it just was really cool. <laughs> well, it's really similar to uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because he had, you know, the I guess Kylo Ren had the what, the damaged... Uh, well, it was like a, it's like unstable or something. It's yeah. a, it's like based on an ancient Sith lightsaber model, and that that's why it looks that way. Yeah, and it does look cool, although it is stupid because it's from the sequels. <laughs> but this but this <laughs> this new lightsaber you get, um, the most we'll color lightsaber. No, it's not technically. Yeah, um, was cool. I thought it was really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the whole um, you know the whole crux of the story is that this lady named Lady Corvax use this thing in Mustafar to try to revive her dead husband. And her dead husband is who owned the light sword that you oh, get. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's I remember, why. yeah. Yeah. And he is actually, um, this is a big spoiler, of course, but there's this character that kind of comes in and out, and he's called the Black Bishop. But eventually in episode three, I think it gets revealed that he's the male Corvax, you yeah, know, yeah. like the lady's husband or yeah. whatever. So mm -hmm. anyway, it was his, you know, lightsaber. But yeah. That so was cool. Episode two didn't really have anything. The big ending for episode two is you fought this big monster thing. What kind of monster it's was that? Big monster. Thing. I, I don't know. What is big it? Big monster. It's a rancor, Randy. I don't know what a rancor a, is. You you remember in Return of the Jedi, Jabba uh, has one under his under his throne room. It's that big monster. Okay. But Luke fights. Yeah, I remember. That. I didn't know what it was called. And if you remember, I didn't even remember that that was the same type of monster, man. Oh, it's the same monster. Okay. So <laughs> Luke kills a rancor, and then there's this like guard in Jabba's palace who like starts crying. And that was just put in there to be funny. But then later, if you watch the book of Boba Fett, you get some background on Rancors. And uh, they're actually very gentle creatures. Well, in this game, you kill one. Yes. And I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. I was all about that. I thought it was really cool. You get to it, use the force and you mm -hmm. kind of throw rocks at it and stuff. You're, and yeah. you really, that's about it, don't you? Don't you well, see? it reaches for you and you stab it. And like one time it went to step on you and you stab it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But mostly it was just throw rocks at mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Through a lot of rocks. <laughs> there are a lot of rocks. But I thought episode two was, um, in my opinion, it wasn't like it was, it was the middle of the story. So it didn't have the like grab you at the beginning and didn't have a, you know, a big climax or anything. It was just mm -hmm. kind of an in-betweener. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of forgetful stuff. I mean, a lot, a lot yeah. of stuff you can forget about episode two. It's just, it was in between. Well, I mean, it, it leaned really heavy on the force at first, which was cool. Right. I mean, you do, I think you, it may be episode three, actually, when you first fight stormtroopers. I remember that in episode three. You yeah. might do a little bit in episode two. Yeah. Because, well, I don't think you do. Because in episode two, you kill the Rancor, and basically it ends with them saying, like, you got to go mess up Vader. You know, and you're like way down below Mustafar's surface. Right. So mm -hmm. there ain't no stormtroopers down there. So that, I think that's going to come in episode three. And episode three was by far my favorite. Me too. Yeah. And I mean, it, it sets up like, you got to go beat Vader. And I was like, oh my God, I mean, get to duel Darth Vader. And I, and I knew. This is where I started to get worried because I was like, if I win this, if I win this spot with Darth Vader, I got a big problem with this. Right. You know? and, and and you said this to me. Uh, we were talking about this game before you played uh, episode three. We were talking about it and you were saying like uh, you were talking about we were talking about Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned that one of the things that you really liked about Jedi Fallen Order was that the encounter with Vader was so accurate because you just had to run from Vader because there was no chance. You're, yeah. And uh, you spend the whole game like getting more and more powerful until you can finally beat this Inquisitor and you think you're so cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the, the real guy shows up. And you just got to run. <laughs> yeah. 
And and so in this, you do at the very end, again, spoilers, but of mm-hmm. course the game ends with a big duel with Vader. Yeah, and it was cool. Yeah. I yeah. thought the actual like battle mechanism was kind of like... It's kind of lame. Like, I mean, it, Vader didn't seem that cool in his moves because they, you know, they have to be telegraphed so right. you can block. They and have stuff. to be telegraphed, yeah. Right. So I mean, it, it wasn't like it was like I didn't feel like completely overwhelmed. No. But again, with spoilers here. Um, you don't stand a chance against Vader. He's gonna beat you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't get overwhelmed in the actual lightsaber fight, but then at some point you like get to a phase and he just you know, force chokes you and throws your lightsaber and it's over. Right. You know, it's There's like, nothing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it really, to me, wasn't about making the fights hard. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that would have been frustrating. Like it was just about being immersed and, you know, just being face to face with Darth Vader, which was cool. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I was, I was, I was worried that they would let you win and I was glad that they didn't, but they also didn't make you just like get slaughtered. You know. Yeah, they gave you a chance to at least try. Well, I mean, they made you like accomplish your goal, you know? Right, right. Because Vader can't actually get this bright star thing and revive Padme or the whole the, right. the movies are invalid. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it can't mess up, you know, the story. Yeah, and that's where your black bishop guy comes back in and he freezes time and you destroy the bright star and there you go, right? Right. Vader yeah. still wins, you still you know, accomplish your objective. Effectively the story hasn't changed. Right, nothing you know, nothing's really changed. This is this is a story that doesn't affect like the overall canon story in any way. Right, it it apparently is canon, but it doesn't change anything. No, it doesn't change anything. And that's the challenge I think with games like this is like you can't change anything because the story's already over. Right, so you have to write something that is going to be inevitably inconsequential. Yes, and there's so much now because you've got like Rebels, you've got the Clone Wars, you know, the animated shows. And then you've got the prequels, the original trilogy. I don't care if you screw up the sequels, but mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot, you know. Invader's been present in a lot of things, so yeah. So um, story-wise, were you happy with the story that was presented in Invader Immortal? Yeah, I was happy with it. I mean, it was vague. Like I had to do some research to kind of remember that comic tie-in, and mm-hmm. um, I still have no idea who you are, and I don't think you're ever going to find out. I don't you think you just matters. play as a nobody, right? Yeah, you're just a nobody. Well, who has some force abilities. Did now the fact that you're able to control and work with the force so quickly is that like uh Oh, I mean it's stupid. It's just video game logic. Okay, know? yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're apparently a descendant of this Corvax line. Right. You're like so the you're, last one of the of that bloodline, right? Yeah. That's why you're chosen by Vader, because he's been looking for someone that's part of this bloodline so that he can conduct this ritual and mm-hmm. know, bring yeah. back Padme. Yeah. So that, and that was cool at the beginning, you know, he like has you in an interrogation room and he's like, activate this thing. And it kind of looked like a holocron. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was actually a Jedi holocron, but, um, you like touch it. And then, I mean, I mean, at that point I was like fully immersed cause it, it just right. looks so cool in the VR. So now that we've talked about the storyline and kind of the story beats, let's talk about the actual gameplay. Cause this is something that, you know, I have a little more to say about cause I have played a fair amount of VR games and, um, and I have some thoughts on how this works as a VR experience. Mm-hmm. So first of all, movement. Now, movement in this game, I played it on PSVR. You played it on Oculus. Mm-hmm. And um, in on the PSVR version, you move through the very traditional teleport method where you basically... Um, I don't know how this worked with you, but I'll tell you how it worked with PSVR. You have, from your body, there is a, a little like teleport lo- work location you press a button and you work there mm-hmm. is that the way it worked for you yeah. as well same exact thing you use the joystick to select where to teleport to 
Oh, okay. Well, in, in, on PSVR, you press down a button and then you just wave the wand around to select your location okay. and then choose. And then you just, when you release it, you go. Mm -hmm. um, which, that's very normal for a lot of VR games. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite way of movement. My favorite movement is just like, well, you normally move around. But here's the problem with that. When you just do like traditional movement in a mm -hmm. VR game, uh, a lot of people get very, very motion sick. Mm -hmm. And I am not... Uh, very susceptible to motion sickness. There are a few VR titles that have given me a little bit of motion sickness, but this one I got zero motion sickness. But now you, out on the other hand, had yeah. some motion sickness. I was doing great. And then about halfway through episode one, they make you climb a ladder. And as soon as I went about three rungs up that ladder, I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> and it makes you climb a lot. And I was, by the end of it, I was like exhausted. It was, I was like, I was just fighting off nausea, you know, it was mm -hmm. bad. Um, but as I went into episode two, I realized there was a setting at the beginning I could click to make it more like friendly for motion sickness. And it specifically mentioned one of the things it removes is the climbing. And then I never got any more motion sickness. Right. Because if you're just warping, that isn't going to cause motion, motion sickness. Mm -hmm. The only things that cause, cause motion sickness that I'm aware of is when you're moving through space but your body's not. So that like disconnect causes like some motion yeah. sickness. And there was a, a, a sequence like that in episode three where you're on this like minecart kind of thing. Oh yeah. And you're traveling up yeah. through. Yeah. And yeah. you're fighting all these stormtroopers, And uh, that didn't make me sick. I don't know. It was just, it was really cool. I just thought that was a cool sequence. Yeah. That's also where I found out you can take their blasters. Did you ever do that? Oh yeah. I did. Yeah. Lots of so cool. The problem I have with that uh, Moving ahead here, there are these sequences where you can uh, grab enemy blasters and then use it to shoot back on them. Problem I had with that is the aiming in the game was so bad. It was so mm. hard to aim. It was very bad. And most VR shooters are hard to aim, but most of them do it better than Vader Immortal. Vader yeah. Immortal was the was the worst like game that tried. I don't here's the thing. It wasn't trying to be a shooter, it just had that as an aspect. So I understand yeah. they didn't put a whole lot of time into making that great, and it wasn't great. Well, you got to remember, who are you stealing these guns from? <laughs> Your stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. And Randy, stormtroopers don't hit nothing. <laughs> That's true. So, so it's probably just a function of the of the gun itself. I didn't realize. It, they're just trying to be accurate. canonically accurate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, clones, if you were stealing a gun from a clone, I bet you it would be pinpoint accurate. Right. But a stormtrooper, no. I mean, the fact that I ever hit anybody was honestly one of the issues I had with the game. Oh, man. Yeah, they, it's very, very difficult. And here's another issue I had with that is that um, the majority of the time I was doing these fights, I had uh, my lightsaber in my right hand because mm -hmm. I'm right-handed. Yeah. And I would steal and I would have the gun in my left hand. Mm -hmm. And it, one, yeah. it was bad at aiming. And then I was also trying to shoot with my left hand. Did you ever put your lightsaber on your belt and just take two guns? No, and just never spray did and pray? I did that. I had a problem where I, for, the, for some reason in episode three, I could not get my lightsaber to go back to my uh, hip. That was pretty clunky. Yeah. The lightsaber to the hip thing was pretty clunky. I had to like look it into the hip. Like I couldn't just do it. I couldn't do it even looking at it. I'd sit there and I'd just over and over and over. Huh. It would not go. That's weird. I don't know what was I up wish they it. had made it so that you could just like drop it and it would yeah. go there and then you could like force pull it to your hand. There are that would have been better. There are, um, you know, um, I think about other games that use weapons and stuff. Like I think of... Um, Resident Evil 4 VR. Mm -hmm. In that game, if you drop a weapon, it just goes automatically back to you. Yeah. It's amazing. That's what it should have done. That's what it should have done. Yeah. Because you actually couldn't drop it. 
No. You had to put it on your belt. And then the dojo you can throw, but I don't. I have to go back and play it. I wonder if you can throw in the game. I don't know. I, I, I never I never tried that, and I it wouldn't even let me let go of my lightsaber to put it on my hip, so I really doubt it would let me throw it. Yeah, but maybe you have to go. You have to go to that dojo and try that out because it was I very only fun. Did, I only did the dojo on episode one before I did anything. Before I got mm-hmm. in the game, I did the, a little bit of the dojo just to try it out, and then yeah. I played the full game. Does episode one's dojo even let you use the force? I bet it doesn't. No. Yeah, so you should, do, you should do episode three. Episode one's dojo is all about blocking, um, like, one just using the lightsaber and then also, like, redirecting, like, blaster shots. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Episode three is everything. Oh, yeah. I'm so you have the force. You can even do force lightning. Ooh, that's not in the game. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 like earn it through a power up. It's like if you kill enough things quickly enough, <laughs> you get force. You'll lightning. just like start doing force lightning. It's it's crazy. Hmm. So, um, so did you find? I one of my favorite things about uh, Vader Immortal was that it was. I was just in the Star Wars universe. I'm not even a big fan, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was cool to like be in the world. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, there was there's another Star Wars VR game, uh, mm-hmm. Squadrons. Yeah, and uh, I had the same thought about that one. It was just cool to be in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I might need to play that one. Yeah, I've got, I've a. Uh, I'll have to check and see. I may have a physical disc, mm-hmm. but it's VR, and 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 I don't know that it's. You have to check and see that. if you have. If I'm not sure that it's on Quest. It may oh, be. Oh, it may not be on. Quest. It may be. I, mm-hmm. I have it on. I played it on PSVR. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It was cool to just be in the universe, and honestly, the VR never took me out of it. Okay, yeah. And and you know, especially once I stopped getting made to be sick. Right. See, I usually when I'm playing VR stuff, I usually say, "Give me the full experience. I'm not going to get motion sick. I like mm. it all." I think there was a couple things that I missed out on because of that setting, though. Like, there's a couple times you get like thrown. I think it would just black me out uh, during that part. Yeah. But I don't regret it because I didn't get sick. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> So you had better. You, after episode one, you moved into it and you were good. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> one thing this remind this we have to draw the parallels here between uh, this game because you it very prominently uses a lightsaber and yep. then something like Beat Saber. <laughs> yeah. So um, what what did you think? Have, have you played Beat Saber? Yeah, I played it at your house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Beat Saber is awesome. Yeah. And I need too. I need to get it. Yeah. But I don't so have. Oh don't, man. So much fun. I I would I would say like if you if you have a VR headset and you don't have Beat Saber you're doing it wrong and so I think I'm doing it wrong because um, Beat Saber is great but yeah, I mean that's a completely different kind of game I mean well yeah but still using lightsaber yeah I, and I thought that was cool in Beat Saber I'm yeah. I'm sure the first thing I did when I started playing Beat Saber was like yeah. I probably made some lightsaber sounds so um, but this game makes the sounds for you. Yes, it does. You know, so uh, I don't know. I enjoyed this more than Beat Saber just because I'm such a Star Wars nerd. Right. Um, but Beat Saber's great. It's probably a better game. Um, Beat Saber is is pretty polished from what I experienced. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is a, this Vader Immortal thing, it it leans very heavy on being a Star Wars IP game. You know, like, yeah. that's what it is. And it's like, that is really what you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a story. It's a story, and it's in the Star Wars, Wars universe. And, like, that's just what it's all about. Yeah. The actual moment-to-moment gameplay is, it's good, mm-hmm. but it's not great. Yeah. It's cool, but it's not great. Yeah. There yeah. are much better, like, if you want to play, like, really good VR games, like Half-Life Alex. 
is like like it kicks this one in the pants. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but that being said, VR games are you have to scale them differently than your regular games because mm-hmm. it's a it's a different experience. Oh yeah, and um, it's not you. It if you try to compare it to other video games like the VR stuff is just different. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I mean I. I I've never knocked over two mic stands and a tripod playing a, a traditional game. <laughs> but I played Vader Immortal in this room. And after I finished episode three, I had knocked over both mic stands and that tripod. <laughs> so overall, your experience, like, did you, I mean, like, did you rate this game? Like, what What, do you, what would you I give haven't, it? I haven't rated it officially on my app yet, but um, mm, I really enjoyed it. Uh Probably an eight. An eight out of ten? Probably an eight out of ten. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's just as a whole, you know, all three episodes. I would mm-hmm. say it's one game. That's kind of how I've been Yeah, I mean, it. like, here's, like, um, kind of thing in here, like, one of my big problems I have with this game is that um, it's, it's, each episode is very short, mm-hmm. and you, they sell them as individual things, but really it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, the game is not, one episode on its own, all three of them would be very unsatisfying. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter which one you pick. Yeah. You really have to experience this as one whole game. You yes. play it one, two, three. That's just the way it should work. Agreed. But I will say that Lightsaber Dojo does give you some replayability. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, but I only did episode one. I need to go back and do yeah. episode three. More. It's really fun in three. I'll probably do it again. Yeah. I, I say I'll probably do it one or two more times, and then I'll get tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> But I did it for like a, like I beat episode three and then I did the dojo for like an hour. So, I mean, that's a long time for me to spend in VR. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a long time. Um, but you can get all the characters lightsabers. I didn't even know that. From all the different You can get like all the different versions of Obi-Wan's lightsaber. You can get like Count Dooku's lightsaber. You can get them all. You can get Darth Vader's lightsaber, Luke's. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can get Ahsoka's lightsabers. And if you know who Ahsoka is, which you don't. Um, she has two lightsabers and she holds one of them backwards. You can get those and I don't have them yet, but, and I probably never will, but I watched a YouTube video of a guy who did. That's pretty cool. That is really So that, cool. that's where like you're, cause pl- replaying the campaign probably wouldn't be as much fun. No, I don't see any reason to do that. Because like, like I said, this is about the experience because the puzzles weren't that great. Hmm. Um, you know, there puzzles. were a lot of, you know, I say puzzles, <laughs> right. I mean, like little things where you, and there was like a lot of stuff, like this is a very VR thing to do, like to, in order to get to this door, you got to like pull this thing and twist this thing and pull this knob. But like there was a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff like that. There is. Like, and that's just like. Mainly in episode one. That's just like interacting with the environment around yeah. you, which. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it's a novelty. You know? Yeah. It's just like, that's cool if like if it's your first time playing a VR game. Mm-hmm. But if you've played a bunch of VR games, it's not so cool. Yeah. Now I will say it was. At the beginning and the end, it makes you like push a, a lever forward and like jump into hyperspace from the cockpit of this ship. Yeah. That hit me right in the feels. <laughs> Both times. Both times. So what what do you think like if you were telling someone about this, would you say, should you play it? Should, if you, should people play this game? If you like Star Wars at all, I would say yes. Mm. And if you've ever if you grew up like me wishing you had a lightsaber, yes. Because you'll get one. Is it worth the? What does it cost? Like, what does this game cost right now if you were to buy it full price? Hmm, because I can look that up. Um, you bought it on sale for when it was like way cheap. Yeah. I rented it through GameFly, so you and I we didn't have much skin in the game. 
So that, you know, that does sway my opinion somewhat. Yeah. So I want to know how much like a full on like buying Vader Immortal, how much does this thing cost? Looking for the price. I'm thinking it looks like you can get a bundle with all three episodes for 30 bucks. So 10 bucks each. That's not bad. And each episode lasts roughly 30 to 40 minutes. Yes. So you're looking at like, you know, two hours max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hours max. Um, plus the dojo, which is the coolest part, maybe, from a gameplay perspective. Just saying. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if you're a Star Wars nerd like me, yes, I would say it's worth 30 bucks. Right. If you're not, maybe not. I mean, you've played a lot more VR games than I have, so you know where it kind of stacks up. In in terms of like overall VR games, it's good. It's a good experience. It's high quality in terms of like the environment and graphics are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not got too much jank. It does have a little bit of jank. Um, mm -hmm. Specifically when like climbing ladders and stuff, I got stuck a couple times on uh, in the environment and like yeah. that happened to me once or twice. I got stuck in the environment once. Right. So, I mean, like there's that a little bit of jank is going to come with some VR games. Um, overall, I would say that for me, this is a seven out of 10 game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's good. It's not great, but I did enjoy it for what it was. And for $30, I'd say if you're not a big Star Wars fan, wait for a sale. Because mm -hmm. I do think it is worth experiencing, even if you're not a big Star Wars fan, because I'm not, and I still enjoyed the game. I'd say for me, 20 bucks would be the most I'd want to spend on it. Yeah. I could see that. I Get think my, my personal bias probably is worth 10 bucks. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy the game. I, I mean, really did. What other game? Can you like deflect stormtrooper blaster fire back with a lightsaber? Like you, you just can't get that experience everywhere, guys. No, you can't. That's true, and, I, and I, that's why I really wanted you to play it because I knew that I had a suspicion that you would enjoy it. I, I got. I, I know that I was being such a nerd when I was playing it too. Like because <laughs> one thing that's cool about the the Oculus, and I guess you can do this on PS VR as well, is you can like really manipulate your hands quite well. You know, like you can make a fist and you can, I, I find myself walking around Point. like this quite a bit. Point, yeah, yeah. pointing. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was one of my favorite thing in episode three. The whole time, every time something come around, I just point at somebody. Yeah. Because I thought it was hilarious. I had gameplay footage and I just was having so much fun pointing at everybody. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was going around because, you know, Vader's thing is like he force chokes and then he like makes a fist, you know. Yeah. I was doing that. Like I, <laughs> I was just basically role playing You're as Vader. Role, yeah, yeah. And I'd like I'd like have one stormtrooper like held up in the air, you know, and I'd like like deflect the blaster fire back, and then I'd like throw him at his buddy, and mm -hmm. I was just getting my inner Sith Lord out. Um, but another piece of advice I'd have for people on this one is don't buy the individual episodes; just buy it as a whole because the individual episodes, it's obvious that it's meant to be one story. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they've broken it up. Besides thinking that maybe people wouldn't <clears throat> buy the full thing, so they're trying to like hook you. I, I don't know. This episodic thing, they were able to release it over time. I don't yeah. know the reason why. Maybe it was a development thing. But or buy, a cash grab. But buy the whole thing. If you're going to buy it, go all in because you're going to want to see it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would not be satisfying to play like episode one and quit. No. That would not be satisfying. It, and it especially wouldn't be satisfying to like play only episode two. 
No. Which if you I were had, only going to play one, three would definitely be the one to do it with. But right, yeah. Still I had one. a student I was talking to about this game, and he said, oh, I didn't really like it much. And I was like, really? Did you play the whole thing? He said, no, I only I only had a, you know, a little bit of money, so I bought episode two, and I didn't really like it. <laughs> oh, man. Kids. <laughs> Kids these days. What are you doing? Didn't even start at the beginning. Didn't even start at the beginning. Nope, bought episode two. Didn't didn't start at the beginning and didn't buy the conclusion. Like bought like that doesn't make any sense. And it could have been that he did that when episode three wasn't out yet. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Um so uh we did a poll mm-hmm. and we actually are gonna do something different. I'm so glad that you when you were putting this together, you thought the same thing I did, which was do both of the Star Wars polls. That yeah, because <laughs> we didn't yeah, 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 yeah. So um the first one we had was which Star Wars VR game has the better concept? And that is Vader Immortal or Star Wars Squadrons. And Daniel, you did not get the results. No, I didn't. In our thing here. I didn't but get the results. But while you're pulling up the results, I can say that uh, Vader Immortal and Star Wars Squadrons have very different concepts. Vader Immortal is a, obviously it's lightsaber, you're using the force, it's first person. It's, you know, action, combat based. Star Wars Squadrons is a cockpit-based fighting, like, you know, uh, essentially a, a dog fighting in space, you know. So they're very different concepts, and they are completely different. So what was our results on this? So 39% of people said Vader Immortal, and 61% said Squadrons. Okay. I mean, like, I think, and you notice here, the question was phrased not as, a, like, have you played this? It's just, like, which one do you think has the better concept? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, if I had, I played them both, and I can tell you that personally, um, I liked Vader Immortal much more than Squadrons. Mm-hmm. Squadrons um, got old really fast to me, mm-hmm. um, and I really love dogfighting. Yeah. So, um, but both of them were very immersive in terms of getting you into the universe. Uh, Squadrons maybe even more so than Vader Immortal. But I just didn't really like the gameplay of Squadrons a whole lot. Yeah. Well, it makes sense to me to have like a cockpit-based fighter, you know, in VR. That that seems like a good idea. But to me, like, VR is made for a lightsaber. Come on. <laughs> right, like, yeah. You got to go with Vader Immortal. I don't know. If I hadn't played them, I may have voted for Squadrons as being the better concept. Um, but I can tell you that Squadrons, you want to talk about a game that's going to make you motion sick. Squad- mm. Squadrons is going to be the game. Mm. Maybe uh, I because may not be able because to you're moving through space and stuff. I mean, like, yeah, uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Vader Immortal at least has some options. I'm sure Squadrons maybe has some options too, but I yeah. didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't finish Squadrons. I, I gave up on it about halfway through. Mm. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, it's not my cup of It's not my cup of tea. My cup of tea, yeah. But um, <clears throat> longtime commenter Heather Cook said, I love them both. But cockpit-based VR experience are just better with our current motion tracking and controller technology. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I, see what she's I think it depends from. on where you're playing them because I would like the controller on the on the like uh, the Quest Two is so much better than the PSVR controller. Oh, it's a great controller. Yeah, it's an awesome controller. So, like, it it probably depends on where you're playing it um, and what type of motion tracking you're using because the um, the Quest Two uses camera tracking, whereas um, well, it has cameras built into the head, you know, headset. Mm-hmm. Whereas PSVR uses an external camera, and it's tracking the light on the both on the headset and on the 
the controllers. Mm. So it's a very different, they're com two completely different concepts in terms of her motion tracking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it really depends on where you play them. Yeah. The Oculus, I mean, even has some settings where you can put the controllers down. Oh yeah, like, it can track your hands. Track your yeah, hands, yeah. it's crazy. Mm -hmm, yeah. I played like a demo game um, where it was using that. And um, it was just having you do a variety of little tasks, you know, mm -hmm. with your hands. And it was crazy how, how well it did. Yeah, I haven't done one of those yet, but I really want to try it. Yeah. Um, so, but we also had another poll. Yeah, how and this one, you know, I'm also pumped about. It said, are you excited about Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Um, Which is the sequel to Fallen Order. Yes. And 42% said yes. 17% said no. And 40% don't even know what it is. <laughs> I mean, don't even know what it is. So that hurt my ego just a little bit. Yeah. I um, mean, I always like to say when I'm writing these polls, I always like to give the option of like, you just don't know even what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um because I don't want to exclude you, you know? Right. Um, and I get it, like, not everyone follows all gaming. But for those who don't know, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the sequel to Fallen Order, which came out in 2018, I'm going to guess. I don't know. Yeah. 2019? When did Fallen Order come out? But Fallen Order was a good game at first when it first 19. came. 2019. At first, when it came out, it apparently was had a ton of bugs, and it was real janky. I played it like a year after it came out, and I didn't have any issues with it. I played it pretty soon after it came out, if I remember right, and I didn't have any issues. I don't know. I think some of that stuff is so overblown. Yeah, I, definitely. It really bothers me sometimes. I thought it was a great game. When like I hear people complaining about, oh, the game's just filled with bugs and glitches, and I'm like, I didn't experience any of that. Like People were saying that about Horizon Forbidden West. And I played that whole game, like, on launch. I bought that game. Mm -hmm. Played the whole thing. I never experienced anything that was, like, weird. I yeah. mean, like, all games have a little bit of bugs, right? Not yeah. all, but, like, a little bit is okay. I mean, we can't treat every game. We can't can't treat every game like a Bethesda RPG. You know, <laughs> they just don't all have that many bugs. <laughs> they just don't. But the thing is, I, I don't know if, like, people are just, like, uber sensitive to that kind of stuff or that it's just, like, an easy thing to, like, complain about. I mm -hmm. don't know. Well, they did beef up. Fallen Order after I played it. They added a bunch of stuff. So mm -hmm. I know they fixed some things and made some things better, but uh, if you haven't played it, go play it. Especially if you like parry-based combat. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Again, it was another one that I thought was pretty good. Not amazing, but good. But good enough where I'm excited about the sequel. I mm -hmm. will play the sequel. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um. So in interesting. Interesting that uh, almost half people don't even know what it is. Yeah. But we got about half who are excited about it too. So, yeah, I mean, it was overwhelmingly people more excited than not right. of the people who knew. So, I mean, it, it, it was a good game. Oh, yeah. I mean, no I, doubt. It definitely. was a good game. You know, it's kind of EA's like return to proving that they can make a decent Star Wars game that doesn't just try to milk you for every penny you ever made. Mm -hmm. There were no micro microtransactions. None. You just played the game. Yeah. And you could get a bunch of lightsaber colors in that game too. Yeah. There were tons <laughs> of customization in that. Yeah. So. Ponchos, ponchos on, just ponchos on ponchos. Yeah, ponchos. It was like, I felt like I was playing Red Dead 1. Yeah. <laughs> Custom ponchos. So, um, Daniel, we know that this week that you've been playing uh, Vader Immortal. Yep. But what other games have you been playing this week? Well, you walked in on me playing a game today. I, I feel like I always uh, walk in on you playing this game. Yeah, yeah you do. Uh, and that's Smash. You know, still working on my Pikachu, man. Um. 
I can't tell you if it's going well or not anymore. I was starting to get really confident and then the internet kind of checked my ego. So, um, I don't know, but I'm playing smash, uh, still playing triangle strategy, getting pretty, pretty close to the end. I think probably finished that this week if I had to guess. Um, and then this week, besides those two, probably just some Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And I'm really pumped to play Sea of Thieves later. I'm currently working on transitioning from controller to mouse and keyboard. So all you, uh, you know, PC Master Race members out there, I'm finally trying to join you. Uh, properly, that is. So that's that's uh, that's my current project. And it's it's going. Getting it's been there. hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, moving to mouse and keyboard is not... It's not easy if you've not done it. No, and I've never done it. I can't imagine it's easy. Um, yeah, well, that sounds like you've had a good week. Um, I've been playing. I finished a Death Stranding this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. You um, gave that one to me. I did let you borrow it. Yep. And uh, we'll see how that goes for you. But, uh, you know, I'll save my thoughts for once Daniel's played it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm going to start it this week. And then. Um, I'm excited. I. Also, I don't remember if I played. No, I started. Uh, yes, I did finish also Vader Immortal this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but primarily, this week has been dedicated to uh, Alan Wake, the remaster of Alan Wake. Mm. And this is a game that I went into completely blind, had no idea anything about it, uh, didn't even know what type of game it was. All I knew is that it was vaguely mm-hmm. uh, a horror game, which is all you needed to know. But now I can tell you exactly what it is. It is grown-up Luigi's Mansion. Mm. You, it is, it's basically Luigi's Mansion, but adultified. And uh, essentially you have these enemies, <laughs> not like not like Triple X Luigi's <clears throat> Mansion. I mean like... I wasn't thinking that. You were thinking <laughs> that. I was thinking of something else funny. So uh, you have a, a flashlight um, and you have... <laughs> You shine it at these spirits, and then they <laughs> then they become vulnerable, and then once they're vulnerable, you shoot them. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the main gameplay. That's the main game. I mean, there's obviously story and stuff, but that's the main loop. That's they're the making point. a new one of those games, right? Yeah, which is what inspired me to play this one, because yeah. they're... Uh, Alan Wake 2 is coming down the pipeline eventually. And uh, I thought, well, I was I've always been interested in the in the game. So why not there's a you know yeah. remaster. This is the PS5 version. Nice. It has some great dual sense impl- uh, implementation. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. I'm excited about that from uh, Death Stranding. Yes, which also has some really yeah. cool dual sense stuff. Um, I always like it when games do that. And then Catherine and I are still very, very into uh Stardew Valley. Nice. That's a game I kind of want to jump into too, dude. So but much. I got to do. Uh, speak of the devil. Is Catherine calling me? Yeah. Well, you want to go ahead and just end the podcast here, and sure. then we'll talk to her. Or you could put her on speakerphone and tell her to help us sign off. Oh, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Until next time, I'm Randy, and I'm Daniel, and this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out, and may the force be with you.